Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, and today I'm delighted to say I've got a fabulous couple. So we're going to get double information from the masculine and the feminine side of things today in the shape of Paul and Mia Crabb, who are relationship and accountability coaches. So welcome, Paul and Mia. Hey, I like <laughs> And where are you based currently in the world, Paul and Mia? Uh, we're in Worcester, Massachusetts, outside of Boston. Right, so across the pond from uh, Europe then, and uh, we're delighted to, to welcome you on our podcast today. And what we're going to be talking about is the story of us, in inverted commas. So give us an idea of, of what it is that's got you to thinking about being involved in this sort of industry and what's led you to be doing what you're doing currently okay so uh me and my husband we have been uh friends of sort uh, for almost 20 years we were at, at the time when we first met we were uh, both in different relationships um at that time however we were evolved to just being friends and being good friends at that time. Um, we had an instant connection when we first met. It was not, hey, how are you doing? It was more like, where have you been? And it, I have been connected with this man at the heart since that time. He has been more than uh, just that good friend. He was, I felt like he was like almost family. And so it, it's just been a lot of years that we're centered around and focused, trying to figure out what exactly that was, because it was something that I couldn't let go. He couldn't let go. We were working um, on the east, eastern part of the country, and I ended up leaving to go west. It took a few years to circle back. But he was always something in my heart. It was always something um, that was constant. And although it wasn't um, romantic at the time, I really felt like this man was, and I joke about this with him, that he was my uh, distant cousin or maybe <laughs> kissing cousins or my brother. But just that's just because we felt so close together. So um, in the midst of that relationship, it has been, you know, evident that there was something big about us, there was something light about us, and people would notice that, and so people would actually stop us and tell us, hey, there's a light around you, there's something, you know, glowing when you come in the room, and so I knew um, instantly that there was, this was not meant just for us, even though we got so much gratification from being together, and and um, I felt like it was for everyone else. And that's because it is not just our story. It's everyone's story. And so it's just something that we both decided, hey, we're going to put the energy into this. We want to leave a legacy of what, you know, what we have together and give people hope. 
hope and love. And, you know, even if you're revisiting something after the age of 40, you know, there's still love at that age. And so, you know, I, I just believe that it became an obligation for the both of us, you know, the fact that we love each other was great, right? The fact that we have that. <laughs> I'm going to say, don't make it sound like an obligation that you're together. <laughs> I want to put that in there. The that we love each other on these different levels. And, and I don't know that people realize there are levels to love. And I hear a lot of people say, hey, this person's my best friend, you know, and I would do this and that. But they have done some really unkind things to their supposed best friend. So um, I really want to uh, drive home that we're working on this um, acknowledgement of that next level relationship. So. Excellent. So so from your perspective, Paul, let, let's hear what you've got to say about your journey together with Mia. When we first met, it was a genuine friendship. It was, um, um, for me, um, I was kind of, um, you know, I would say not um, able to speak to people, um, like open up to people. Um, but when I first met her, it was like coming out so easily. And, you know, from there, when I first thought about that, like how am I so able to talk to this woman? I can't, you know, I, I went, I told her everything that, some of the things I went through that I never spoke to, told anyone in my life. And it was crazy and it was like, it was coming out so fluently and, you know, so like I was open to it and I didn't understand why, but then I started to understand, like, I really trust this woman who I just met and I'm telling her all these things, which was kind of weird to me because um, I never experienced that feeling. So it was kind of like, wow, you know, and, you know, as, you know, weeks, days, you know, all these days going by, we we're talking a lot. And it was like a friendship. It was like, wow. But even though we were in situations, you know, we had to leave it just as that. So for me, it was hard because it was like, you know, um, I'm not the type of person that just, um, you know, disrupt, you know, someone's relationship or disrupt my own relationship. But it was hard for me at the time. But at the same time, I enjoyed every moment because it was almost like talking to my own therapist, you know. Then <laughs> <laughs> even realized, like, you know, she was like, like opening me up to like, wow, you know, I can really trust somebody in that. And it's hard for, you know, I'm thinking relationships is hard to put your trust in your mate. I think a lot of people don't really realize that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's mm. you know, to open up to that person. We can open up to a certain extent but not like, you know, a hundred percent, you know, it's like a percentage that we open up to our mates a lot. Yes. And sometimes we don't give them that full openness, I guess I would say. And for me, it was kind of easy for me to do that. And I didn't understand why. And, you know, you know, after, you know, when we separated and she went West, you know, it was hard for me. It was really hard for me to like, move on with someone else because of that from what I've got from her in that situation it was like you know it was difficult I was in difficult relationships you know throughout and it was funny how you know when this Facebook MySpace all the stuff the social media start you know popping off 
that's when we really reconnected and our situation had changed. But, you know, it still took us some time to actually get together. But that when, 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 when we finally got back in contact with each other, that feeling came back. Like mm-hmm. it was like, you know what I'm saying? So it was easy for me to, you know, talk to her about my problems and everything else. And it was like, where have you been? You know, like, I, you know, yeah. I needed someone to talk to. And it was like, you know, I think, you know, in relationships, and I think it's really um, a really important part, a big part of relationships is communication. And that's something that me and my wife had. Mm. You know, we, we, had that from, we had that from the very beginning. And from this point, and like she said, every time, like once we actually got together and we would go out and do things, it was like people will always recognize us. It was like, we, I felt like we were the only person that they seen. Like it could be a million people around us, but they just seen us. You yeah. know what I mean? So like was, a, an aura around that you both sort of thing. Yes, yes. And, and it was weird because people will always come up and say things to us. I mean, like the experience we had with the waiter, like he actually was at work and he sat most of his time sitting with us, mm-hmm. talking to us telling us about his situation and telling us how like there's something in between y'all and it's like crazy um to hear that but we understood it you know what i'm saying it was you know it was it was something that uh i wouldn't say we talked about it until we start recognizing it and it was like wow that's Mm -hmm. where i guess we come to this point in our lives where as though we're trying to help others in relationships because i think that our relationship do help others once they see it, once they're around us, and once how me see how me and her communicate, it's easier for people to understand. Like, wow, you know, I want that. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of yeah. like it, it helped us understand where we can go with this. You know, as far as being relationship coaches, and you know, accountability. Yeah. Yes. So when you say you've known each other. Well, 20 years plus what, what what was the time span before you was actually able to sort of get together as a, a romantic couple so to speak you know so it sounds like you was knowing and weren't moving in the same circles you know quite for quite a while before you was able to sort of get together in a romantic sense i would say probably about uh, let's see 11 years we got married or 10 10 years before we got married yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It was, yeah. Well, it was yeah. Think about that one. <laughs> yeah, because that's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question because it was about yeah about ten years yes. before we could actually get married. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so come back four four to six years later, and then all right, we you know two years into that that maybe we decided hey this can be taken to a romantic level but we really didn't become romantic until wow wow yeah about 10 years in right okay so were you both in other relationships before that then but you was aware of you know you you two sort of connecting i suppose whilst probably you was in other relationships but not really knowing whether that would be a future romantic relationship or not is that fair to say yes 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 yes, yes. Yes, I can say that I was in a very, very, um, what's a good word without being too, uh, let's say, uh, very uh, tumultuous 
uh, relationship. <laughs> uh, very adventurous relationship. It was very unique. And um, I was going through a lot. And I, I have to say this because, again, this is going to come out somewhere in some speech talking that we're doing. Um, he saved my life when uh, I believe in angels and, and uh, people coming in at the right times. And I believe in an angel of compassion. And they're always putting people in places at the right time. Yes. And this man, when he came into my life, he had no idea I was on my way of wanting to be out of here. And again, we never talked about that. On the outside, I looked well put together. I had it all. You know, I had a nice job, nice house, nice everything. But um, I was going through a lot um, uh, with abuse and, and different stuff. And I just really didn't want to be a part of this world anymore. And um, I feel at least I felt that way. Right. And so mm -hmm. yeah. when he came along and, and by me helping him, because like he said, he was he was the one just blurting and telling me about himself. And I was just really like, oh, my God, we have to change this. And I took on him by wanting to identify what was going on in his life and his relationships that he had, um, it, it helped me. It, it was able, I mean, like I helped myself. And so even with what we're doing today, I, by helping others through those things that I've overcame, he's overcame, it's also helping us. And that fact that we weren't able to be in that romantic side of everything, I mean, he's a great looking guy. Mm. I know it's so, like, right, right now. Yeah, right, definitely. Right, right. And so, and he was very charismatic. And he was just so, you know, oh, no, no, no. whatever. But it wasn't that. It was just because this man felt like he was my my brother. I, I like like a twin that I was like separated at birth, and I had <laughs> to be around him. I had to I had to be a part of him. I mean, there's moments where I just wanted to be in his skin. So. Um, so when it turned romantic, it was just on a, on a whole other level. Oh, sweet. So I can I'm totally get where you're coming from, because I think there are certain people that come into your life and just flip it upside down. I can remember, you know, for me, my uh, ex-relationship, my ex-husband, I was with him for 23 years. And, you know, he was he's a, a good guy, you know, a good father to my kids. Uh, he was a good husband to me. Um, but I know within that relationship, my heart was quite closed off, you know, and I was still wearing that suit of armor from past trauma that um, kept me not wanting to open up completely and give myself um, not only heart, body and soul, but, you know, truly emotionally on that next level type relationship to him. And I didn't understand, you know, that in those days, um, I was contributing to my own dissatisfaction in that relationship and my own unfulfillment. Um, and I didn't have the awareness at the time to change things. But then when I went into my next relationship, it was like totally different. You know, this guy was so open hearted. He wore his heart on his sleeve. He was so knocked out by me and, uh, you know, so um, loving. Uh, it, it just was like my suit of armor was suddenly made of ice and it just melted. Oh, and my heart was instantly opened. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I can relate to that as well. I, I didn't realize that I had closed my heart off. I was numb, um, you know, sleepwalking. And, I, you know, I have to give it to my first relationship. We were very young when I first got married, because just like you, I was in that relationship for 23 years, too. <laughs> and uh, 
I had got married very, very young and he was young and, you know, didn't, my expectation of him was to, you know, uh, reciprocate what I was giving to him. And that was a, a high expectation for someone that never was shown how to do those things. They never knew what love was like and couldn't recognize it. So it did close my heart off as well. And I mean, again, I can, you know, vouch what you're saying when that one person does come into your life and actually ignites that flame, Mm. you know, right. (laughs) That you never knew was even there. Maybe it was put out, you know, a little bit dim. Um, but it does take that, that, that person, uh, at the right time, a divine timing in your life to come in and and I definitely can say that's what me and my husband have. So what advice would you give? Um, I mean, do you primarily work with singles or, or couples or, or um, is it varied? What, what is it you, you currently have the most of in terms of your own client bases that you work with? So m- myself, I work with women uh, primarily on business life and love. So it's life coaching and love coaching, right? Because those are both relationships with life. And I do that solo. And then my, me and my husband together, we work uh, with couples. And so it just varies. Um, my husband as well, he's going to. Yeah, I work with men. You know, I just, you know, my, my objective is to help men to understand, um, you know, uh, that it's okay to, you know, open up. It's okay to be vulnerable especially when you caring for someone. So a lot of times men don't understand how to be that, like to open up, mm-hmm. to, you know, be vulnerable when they, when they, when they're with someone. So it's like, you know, cause it's, it's a pride thing. So we gotta yes. be strong. We gotta be, you know, we can't show emotions type of thing because, you know, you know, that type of stuff. And it's, and I was, you know, I know it's a taught behavior, um, or it's taught amongst, you know, men that you have to be strong and not necessarily you, you you're still being strong by being wrong. You know, it's yeah. like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, you have to understand it. It's not a show of weakness. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, being vulnerable is not being shown weakness. So it's like, I'm, you know, I want to help men to understand that it's okay to, you know, open up. It's okay to be this way, especially when you're in relationships, you know, and, you know, a lot of times I think a lot of men have problems in their relationship because they don't know how to open up. They don't know how to communicate. I know, you know I, I, I posted up um, a post about, you know, I asked women, what is the thing that men need to work on? And a lot of times, you know, a lot of their things were communication. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's important that, you know, um, that we're able to communicate, especially in relationships, you know, yeah. and that's one thing. And, it's, you know, like I said, like, that was like one of the first things I, when I first met her, you know, like I said, it was hard for me to be that way, but it was easy to be that way with her. I don't know. It was like something about her that made me bring down those walls, you know, be vulnerable in that situation. So I want to be able to, you know, show men that it's okay, talk to them, wonder why, you know, figure out what their issues are as far as in relationships and help them with that. Yeah, most certainly. I think it's so good to have men as male role models within the industry as well, Paul, you know, um, leading the way, so to speak, and, and showing that it's okay to be vulnerable, but from a place of love rather than a, from a place of fear. Cause 
I do distinguish between the two, you know, that there right. is the unhealthy masculine that can be coming from a place of fear, who's usually, you know, the very chauvinistic, aggressive, possessive, controlling type masculinity. But there is also the healthy masculine, you know, and he's the one that's the protective, the one that keeps you safe, the one that keeps you right. secure and treats you like a queen, you know, and it's, it's and he's the one that's coming from that place of love, isn't he? Right, right, right. And I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding about what is the masculine role in society these days with women sort of more or less um, doing the same things as men traditionally today, you know, in the name of equality. I think men are sometimes feeling like they're losing their identity and they're not sure how to show up. And it's not right. we want you to be more feminine, definitely not. <laughs> we want you right. to be masculine, but from that healthy, loving space. Right, exactly. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's something that needs to be, um, like, they need to recognize that and see it, that it's okay. Like, a lot of times they don't see that. They just, you know, I have to be this way all the time. I have to, no, you don't have to be just this one way. You know, it's, it's okay to be versatile and, you know, and being able to be that masculine protective part too, but it's also, it's okay to let down your vulnerability. I mean, be vulnerable to your wife and let you know how, yes. how you feel, communicate, you know, let you know, because a lot of times they don't understand, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, even sometimes I might get into a situation where so I could be thinking about something and, you know, she'd be asking like, what's wrong? And I'd be like, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing, but it is something. But then I have to realize like, you know, why am I, you know, not being able to tell her what's going on? Because, mm. you know, and I have to catch myself when I'm thinking like that because, you know, she, you know, I know like she has my back. I know 100%, you know, and that's the way how we, we, you know, our relationship is. It's not like she's she's giving me 50% and I'm giving her 100%. It's, it's, it's basically 100% from both parts. Like I'm always thinking about her just like she's always thinking about me. Mm. You know, you know, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, you know, I have to give her that same respect. So if, if I'm going through something, I need to communicate that with her because I got to look at it like she's going to help me. She's not going to tear me down. No. You no, know, she's going to help me. And, you know, I never, I haven't experienced that with her. You know, as long as we've, you know, been together, um, never been torn out, you know, and I never try to tear her down. No. You know? And I know for many, sometimes it can be quite hard to accept help without perceiving it as unsolicited advice, can't it? Because women are quite good at doing that, you know, when and not understanding that men, you know, are perfectly capable most of the time of sorting themselves out. And they do most of the time just want to be left to sort themselves out. And if they need any help, they'll ask for it, you know, whereas it's so different for women, isn't it? We're used to sort of offering to help without it being perceived as, um, you know, the wrong right. way in, in, and being perceived as giving unsolicited advice like it can be for men. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. And that's the problem. That's, the, that's part of the problem when it comes to us men. It's like we're not, you know, we're not open to help. We're not open to therapy. We're not open to, you know, getting good, I mean, taking good advice and using that. Um, you know, um, sometimes we just, you know, we feel like we can do things on our own. We don't need help. And that's part of the problem because a lot of times you don't recognize like you're like you're the problem. You know what I'm saying? And this and it's hard for people to, to see that. Like, you know, men to see like you're the problem because you're not 
can communicate in the situations that's going on in your relationship. Like if you found some type of way or you, you know, you know, I guess, you know, for me, I never had, um, um, like my father, he wasn't, he was around, but he wasn't around. Um, so for me, um, I had a lot of strong women around me, my mother, my aunts, um, you know, I have some uncles too that was there too as well. But for me, I never had a man teach me to become a man. Mm. Not until like a good realm models for kids these days as well, isn't there? Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yeah. And because of that, when my mom finally did marry my stepfather, which he was a great um, man, but me being a knucklehead and not <laughs> understanding, you know, as a as a teenager, I was <laughs> rebellious against him. Yeah. It took me. It took me up until my say my mid twenties to realize like this man, like really he showed me how to love a woman. Actually he showed me how to love, you know, he loved my mom to death. Like he would do anything, no matter what they were going through, you know, he made sure that she was okay. You know, he showed he actually showed me how to love a woman. I never had, you know, and it took me a long time to understand that, but it was him. And it was like having that respect for that woman mm. having that and you know a lot of times you know um <clears throat> it's hard for a man it is like i said it's a prideful thing because we have to stand up we have to show that we're stronger we're better we're this we're that we have to be the alpha and everything and it's then it's okay not to be at times yeah. sometimes yeah. we're supposed to be that because we're supposed to protect our family but at the same time you gotta let down your guard you know, especially to that one that's supposed to give you that that support. You know what I'm saying? So when you got that support, you're supposed to show that respect. Like my wife supports me. I don't I don't care what it is. She was, you know, she supports me. And it doesn't matter if I lose my job, if I, you know, if you know, she's always helping me find ways to do certain things. Mm. And that's you know what I'm saying? And it's like I appreciate that a lot from her because i mean that's that's how it's supposed to be yeah i think men love it you know if they've got a woman that really believes in what they're doing and supportive of what they're doing and you know is is, is their biggest cheerleader don't they mia yes right. yes right. He, he is me and that, and i think that's what i was trying to you know trying to articulate earlier is like i feel like that he is me. So whatever happens to him, it happens to me. And I, I know he can attest to that. He's always feeling my emotions and he knows when I'm having a, you know, a not so good day or, and if I say, you know, Hey, he's like, what, you know, what's going on? How are you? He's very good about that. He's very good about trying to find out how I am every day. And um, so he can feel those things. And so when you are a part of someone and, and you do become that one, with this other person, you will know these things. And I wanted to uh, say that a lot of, a lot of, I think the reason why men pull back is because of what my husband was saying about being able to trust someone. And a little boys, unfortunately, get the grunt of, you know what, suck it up, don't yeah. cry, be a man. They get mm -hmm. that very early on in life. And I've watched it, you know, instead of coddling them like they do girls. You know, suck it up, be a man, I don't want to hear it mentality, they don't trust, they don't feel like they have a safe space. And so um, that's why I, you know, I support and try to be an advocate 
for with my husband, with the men, just like I did when I met him, that it's okay to do that. And watching my father, you know, his, his situation, he lost his mother at 13 years old. And so he, he posted uh, recently on Facebook, someone was talking about mothers, how he misses her every day of his life. But you know, I don't really hear him talking about it at all. I, growing up, I, I don't. I, he, he just, and so it, it was four days before his birthday that uh, she died. And so that has stayed with him the rest, I mean, his entire life and never got therapy for it. And in turn, that came out in my, uh, their, my, my parents' marriage. We've been, been married for almost 50 years, but he was a tyrant. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in ways, not with me, you know, he loved his girls and it was five of us, but with my mother, he really didn't know how to be. His father, God rest his soul, his, uh, my grandfather, oh, I love him to the moon and back. Um, However, he was one of these men who, who was very charismatic. Another he had lots of women, and my father seen that and did not really know how to treat how to treat a woman. But he mm -hmm. knew how to school her and and do those things and take care of her in those ways, but not emotionally. Um, so I feel again these are areas that I've identified watching men, the men in my life, and so I can kind of understand how a man is not feeling safe in that safe space to talk about what's wrong. So yeah. again, that's how I relate to the men. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it, we can create that safe space for men, you know, to open up and, and certainly, you know, uh, I do think we're not aware, are we, of sometimes that we're not creating that for them because right. you know, there's, you know, we, we, act, we react sometimes with so much drama sometimes to what they, try to share with us that they think, oh my God, you know, I don't want to uh, risk opening that kind of worms again. <laughs> yes, 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 right? <laughs> you know, just by having conversations with, um, you know, some men, they feel like that. Like, you know, it depends, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's who you're in a relationship with. Knowing who you are with, sometimes that, you know, if you have a woman that's, that's you know, constantly dogging you out or, or saying certain things, I think it's hard for men to do that. Mm. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, a lot of times that's what they face, you know, when they try to open up and, you know, next thing you know, it's being thrown back in their face, you know, with this or whatever. So I wanted to interject, like, that's exactly what I'm talking about when he was saying the trust, right? Because yeah. really, yeah. when you say you trust someone, you trust them not to use what you know about you against you, right? Yes. And he's, right in those vulnerable times. And I think again, and I'm glad that he mentioned that in the beginning because that has everything to do with why we're so close right now. And I think that I've been so relatable to him because he can trust me to not use what he told me, you know, in those vulnerable times or what I know about him against yes. him. I would never do that I, because I love him because I hold his heart and I know that he holds mine. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that in relationships, you know, um, where, you know, <laughs> women are quite good, aren't they? They've got uh, the memory of elephants and, um, you know, they'll throw back things that happened 20 years ago sometimes in the heat of the moment, won't they? Yes, right. That happens more times than not. We deal with that more times than not, that a person wants to use what happened in high school and, you know, <laughs> you didn't show up on time for them. Something, I don't know. And I think so every time. That man does something or says something or even try to be open to it to something by you know even you know 
then that's when that stuff gets thrown right back because of something that they, they dealt with in the past with this like person. PTSD. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, how do we fix that? Like, that's where that's where we come in at. That's where we have to show them, like, okay, um, the reason why she's doing this is because something did to her back in the day or whatever the situation is. So now we have to come to a common ground, like, you know, either this person have to let this go and not do this. So we, it, it's like a training thing. This is where this is where me and my wife come in at. So this is where we want to try to help people understand or get to the, the core problem and try to fix it from that point on because I think that's what a lot of people deal with because they'll hold on to something. Men too will hold on to something and throw it back in their woman's face because of something that their woman did, um, you know, a year or two ago, or you know, yeah. you know, and a lot of times that's be, be the problem. Yeah, I think the trouble is, um, you know, I I posted about this recently. Our, our triggers are our unhealed wounds, and quite often it's our partners that are on the end of those uh, responses when we get triggered, aren't they? When it's not really them that's um, the the problem, it's probably whatever's been triggered as an unhealed right. wound that's suddenly opened up, isn't it? Right. right. Right, those triggers. And that's exactly what happens. Even if they're 20 years ago, you know, they'll surface. And that's that shadow, right? That shadow part of ourselves that we, you know, are just don't want to deal with for whatever reason we don't want to face. Or sometimes people just want to hold on to something just so they'll have you, you know, in a snare when they need to. And they you have those people too. Yeah. You know, um, and again, like Paul was saying, it's for us it's we got to go in you know we, we we like to deep dive in problems and and i like i tell people in, in advance like if you're not prepared to work <laughs> and really face those things that are bothering you and can yes. have those level 10 because they're level 10 conversations it's levels to conversations yes like levels to love and so if you can't go there then how are we ever going to get to that like you said that common ground and move forward because you act you're not moving anywhere you're, you're staying in the past or you're staying stuck but you're yeah. not going forward and thereby you're repeating the patterns because you're not progressing right you're, you're afraid like you said that fear of stuff to even face what what's bothering you mm. you know and um again it, i mean it could be that situation it could be that 20 year ago situation or if you even want to go deeper it could be just like my father when his mother died at 13 and he had no mother he yeah. had no nurturing and he had and so he had a resentment almost a fear mm -hmm. of abandonment or something but never dealt with any of those things no when we don't quite often even realize we're carrying that sort of baggage right. <laughs> even right. and that's what's the issue that's what the biggest issue it's like most of the times Okay, there there was this incident or this action that happened, but really it's something even further that no one because like my husband said, people don't want to go see a therapist. They don't believe in talking to people, you know. And I can speak for um, the African American community. It's not something that they su support and promote. They do not. They mm -hmm. believe in keeping things in the house. We don't talk about our business out here, and I better not hear that you did either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but on that note, I'll have to leave it because we're running out of time. But it's been wonderful to have you both on. And I'd love to have you both on again in the future on a future episode. So how can our audience members 
contact uh, you, Paul and Mia? What's your best contact information? So we have a website that's um, llrcounselingservices.com. And if you go on that website, you can get uh, all of our contact information. We have an office phone number you can call. We also are on web, uh, the Facebook uh, website. We have uh, the Well Group for the Women, and we have for the men. Excellent. Well, thank you so, so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation today, and I'm sure our listeners have got some great pieces of uh, guidance and advice and things that are real gems for them to take away from today's episode. So thank you once again, Paul and Mia. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Uh, And on that note, listeners, it's just left for me to say, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.